everyday witches emerge from the shadows of secrecy. Broom closets are flinging open and witches are taking flight. Whether you are hiding in your cozy closet or flying with pride, stay for a spell as witch casting with Theodora Pendragon and her guests share magical moments, stir the cauldron and debunk misinformation and misconceptions about paganism, witches and our wonderful world of magic. Welcome back for another episode of Witch Casting with Theodora Pendragon. My special guest today is Elizabeth Dixon, and she is the owner of a really cool witchy shop called The Empress. Welcome, Elizabeth. Hi, Theodora. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I invited you to be on the show because your story is a little bit unique, relocating from Seattle to Texas. Tell us how that journey started. Okay. I'm happy to. It's kind of a cool story. So I had been living in Seattle, Washington for about eight years and I really wanted to help people. And so I went to a life coach training program, met a woman there who said that a psychic sent her there to the class. And so of course, everybody wanted to know who the psychic was. And so I had a reading with this woman and it was remote and she told me things that no one else could know about me. And it was so profound. She told me that I would move to Texas and I would open an apothecary. And so of course, at this time I had no plans of doing this. And I thought that, well, surely I won't move across the country to based off of the psychic reading. And um, then I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I felt like it actually was aligned with a true, kind of wish that I had had deep down, maybe from like childhood to have a little shop. And I've always gravitated towards witchcraft and metaphysical shops. And uh, so I did. I moved to Texas about two months after the reading. And within one year, I opened a business called Alter Space and I started to sell crystals. Where did you sell the crystals? Was it in a store or at markets? So I actually started just selling at markets. My very first crystal pop-up was at an apothecary, actually, in Lockhart, Texas, called Take Care. And it's no longer there, but that's where the journey really started. And they were literally just like about 35 (laughs) crystals sitting on a table with this like ratty tablecloth. I had no supplies. I had to buy a little table and And so that's just where it started. And actually that first night was very successful for me. It kind of like gave me some confidence, like I should start doing this more. And then I started doing a lot of artisan markets um, all around Texas, really, but mostly in Austin. And so that's really how it started. Just crystals, just selling outside mostly and doing pop-ups at some of my favorite shops. So it was kind of impromptu. You had 35 crystals and you put them on a table and you sold them. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. I I really think that when 
you are in alignment with what the universe's plan is for you, that things just kind of take off. And so it was a big deal for me to uh, start this as a side business. I was working full time doing a regular people work. And I decided to go to the Tucson Gem Show, which I'd always dreamed about going to. And I have a big history with uh, jewelry making. And so I've been working with um, stones and minerals since I was about seven. And I um, loved them and wanted to go to gem shows. And so finally was able to save enough money to go and purchase some. So that's how it all started. So from one table with 35 crystals to doing several markets, what happened after that? So I did a uh, Reiki training about six months after I started Alter Space. And I do call it Alter Space Crystals or Alter Space Crystal on my Instagram because I knew that I wanted to sell crystals, but I the actual company name is just Alter Space because I had all of these other things that I wanted to do with my practice and I wasn't sure what I would use. So I have the life coaching and now I was determined to kind of further my my spiritual journey, but also see how else I could help other people. So I went to take this Reiki certification and I did the whole thing up to the master level in one weekend, really a long weekend. And so the woman who's now one of my mentors, she actually, she tells you when you get there, but not before that your, your life is going to change after you have your attunements for Reiki. And that's exactly what happened. About two weeks later, I mysteriously was let go of my job and that I'd been it for about a year. I thought I was getting a, a raise or something when they called me in because absolutely like nothing had happened to, to lose the job. And that was the first time that I'd ever been let go. And it was just the universe pushing me out and saying like, you need to pursue what you started with Alter Space. So one door closed and the other one opened, or I should say many doors opened for you after that one door shut. They really did probably too many doors and I didn't know how to, to say no because I started so strong that I wanted to take every opportunity that I could. And at this time, I felt like people were in the Texas area were like really craving connection with stones. Like people were really diving into meditation. I would go teach workshops at yoga studios. I was teaching uh, workshops about manifesting, about crystals and chakra system and how to meditate with crystals. And I was also um, doing artisan markets at least every weekend. And so I did that for about three years. It was, it wore me out, but I was doing what I loved, right? So that kind of fueled the passion and gave me the energy to keep going. And eventually I rented office space in the town I was living in, um, because I just didn't have room at home to hold all my inventory and prep for markets because there's actually a lot of work that goes into that. You don't just show up and it's ready to go. And so I would spend the week prepping and then I would go and meet all these wonderful people at these markets. And I started establishing relationships. That's where the magic was really happening. And so I put in the footwork for sure. And I loved it, but eventually things had to shift. From one little table with 35 crystals to all these markets, your tables probably looked spectacular by the time you were doing them every weekend. They were definitely getting full. They were abundant to the point where I would bring back stock bins so that I could refresh the table in the middle of the day. Um, some of the markets were so busy that 
I didn't have time to restock. I eventually had to ask friends to help me or bring me lunch or something so that I didn't pass out because uh, it's Texas heat and these markets are hot and um, and you just kind of go hard. You get there almost two hours before the market starts and then it takes about an hour to pack everything up. And I was one of the people that would be there early and leave late because I had so much product that I was bringing and I was literally lugging rocks. And so um, it was a great workout. Definitely exhausting, but I also feel like being around that many crystals also energetically was helping me to rapidly transform my business and my spiritual life. Where did your business go after the markets? Once I was renting that co-working space, I kind of had this feeling like I would tell people, right? I was like manifesting that my goal is to open a storefront. I want to open a storefront. And so um, I had people tell me that basically without saying that I was crazy, tell me I was crazy because they didn't believe that this um, industry would be profitable and that I could make a living. And honestly, Theodora, I was at the point where I was just done trying to make everybody else happy. And I needed to pursue what I wanted to do with this life that I've been given. I've also felt like I've been given a second chance at life because I get to pursue my dreams and I'm never looking back now. Um, so I eventually found a small storefront in New Braunfels, Texas. And I really feel like I was guided there. I've been doing markets in this town already um, went since I started as well, because I felt a pull to the area. This area needs some healing. It needs some transformation, it needs diversity. And I feel like I was actually pulled from Seattle to be plopped into this town, this conservative town and stir things up. And of course it's like people, some people don't like the change, but then the people who needed this are supporting the shop tremendously and they show up and we do a lot of events. And the turnout is wonderful because people want this community. And so the first store I was in for a year was a lot of growing pains and lots of learning about myself and how to run a shop, how to open a business. And the growth happened a little bit outside of my comfort zone. And so I was in that first location for about a year. What do you mean by outside your comfort zone? Well, basically, there was just... um a lot of, uh, a lot more than you could ever imagine when, especially when you're working with the general public, you just, you don't know who's going to walk in your door. Energetically was draining. I went from working with the public about one to two days a week to working with them um, six days a week. And I didn't, uh, for a while had the shop closed one day a week and that would be like my day off, but which really turned into me using that time to prep the store and reef replenish stock and do all of the background, you know, work that goes into running the store. And so I felt like I was wearing thin. So eventually hired um, help. And so I had people helping me out in the shop and, um, and I really, I didn't start my own business so I could have employees. Right. So then there's the challenges of working with other people and, you know, wanting um, to have this level of expertise offered with the shop experience, but also this level of customer service that, you know, have very high standards for that because I want people to feel like they are welcome into this journey with us. I want them to know that metaphysical healing is for anyone who seeks it. 
And I want people to feel welcome and feel like they are part of their own healing journey. And they're not separate from the shop. This is, we offer tools for people to, um, to explore their own journey. And uh, people need to feel comfortable when they come into a store like this and feel like, they're trusting their own intuition, but they're also being guided if they're asking questions, but not too, too much, right? Because it's like my main purpose when I opened Alter Space was to help people to trust their intuition. Your shop is the only witchy shop in New Braunfels. I would say it's the only witchy shop in New Braunfels. Um, since I've opened, there's been, um, there's another shop that will sell tarot cards. Um, it's a little bit more of a new, new age, um, feel in my opinion, which I think is wonderful because I think more, you know, people are going to gravitate towards what they feel comfortable with. So we do offer that little extra like witchiness in the Empress. And so I, I opened the Empress as a DBA. This is the witchier side of altar space and, um, so I am associated with both brands, but they are really under the umbrella of Alter Space. And yeah, we cater to the witches of New Braunfels, the witches of um, Central Texas, anyone who wants to come and explore. There's other crystal shops around that offer, you know, something wonderful, but in a different way. Do you have a lot of witches in that area? Surprisingly, yes. <laughs> I think there's also a lot of people who come in who are just realizing that they're they're coming out of the broom closet, right? And so there are a lot of people who I think are waking up to realize that they have been using nature to heal and not realizing or putting that placement of that that word with it, which I think is absolutely fine. And they never have to use the term witchcraft or that they say that they're a witch. For me, that's an empowering term of uh, it's like bringing back my power. And also feeling safe today to call myself a witch. Yes, I use nature to heal. I use energy of stones, crystals, um, minerals from the earth and the herbs to, to heal on a vibrational level for, you know, not only physically, but mentally, spiritually, um, emotionally, because that's really where I feel like our society is lacking support and it needs to be this personal journey too, right? So it's not like you just go to a doctor and they help you spiritually. It's a, it's a complete journey, right? And so people say, well, how did you come so far? And it's like literally everything contributed to that path, you know? And so there's never just like this one right way to do it. So we just want to really offer support the community here who uh, maybe didn't even know that they needed it. I'm not far from you. And when you first opened your shop, I was telling other people about it. And I remember one woman saying, wow, that's brave. She opened a shop in New Braunfels. Isn't that a very Christian conservative area? Yeah. So would you say you were brave in choosing New Braunfels? Uh, well, so that's the funny part is I've also had people tell me that, wow, you're courageous. And, um, you know, I didn't see it that way. <laughs> Honestly, I, the courage that, um, it took to open this business was actually about self love to believe that I could do this. But to have people say that kind of honestly, like, makes it feel more impactful because I think that the universe granted me the, 
the open-mindedness that I had already had to like kind of plop down into this town and not realize that I was supposed to be afraid, right? Um, yes, there have been people who don't uh, support the shop and like comments on online, like they want to see if I sink or swim, these kind of like, honestly, just terrible remarks that um, I don't take personally, because I know it's like, that's their own witch wound. That's their own closed mindedness. And that's exactly why I'm here. Do you know who these people are who were wondering if you're going to sink or swim? Were they people you knew? Or were they strangers in the community? They were strangers online. You know, it's like, I think that if anyone were to meet me outside of context of the shop, that they would never say that about me. <laughs> and I think that um, it actually might help them like open their mind a little bit too, to see that my practice is based in love and not in fear. And so these kind of things like don't hold me back. They actually kind of fuel me to want to support our community even more because I'm realizing how they must be terrified to go out there and be themselves. People are still terrified. And you are a good role model for people who are concerned about going into your shop and being seen or saying, hey, you know, this is where I belong and I'm a witch. People are still afraid, especially in your area. I believe that too. And um, thank you for saying that. It's so funny because it's like, I feel like I... So when I, when I was a little girl, we had to do this class project in sixth grade and, um, you studied it like the whole year. And so I chose to study the Salem witch trials. I felt connected. I know it's, it's wild because, uh, everyone else was studying something like completely normal. <laughs> and so I had this kind of like, there was a, a knowing inside of my soul. And so to me, it's, it's not such a contrast to my own energetic frequency to call myself a witch. And I didn't call myself that until I really stepped into my power. And I think that because I have that power, that's exactly why they were afraid of, of women back then who were independent, who were wealthy, who were smart and determined and didn't you know, take no for an answer. And I think that's exactly who I show up as in this community. And there, there's a pressure that comes along with that too, right? Because I also have my, my softness, which is very essential for being a witch, but also for being in my own power and having that vulnerability to show up and to welcome people and not be you know, unapproachable because that, that's a thing too. I found in some other shops in, in America that I've traveled to where I haven't felt like it's been an exclusive kind of feeling when you can walk into some of these shops of, um, I'm not involved. I'm not part of this. And, and so I want that to be what happens here because I think that's what's going to make the most impact. And it's not, it's not this business plan. It's actually like how I learned to be in the world as a result of my own healing path, when I had a mentor tell me that people are just afraid to talk to each other. They're afraid to be in community because um, they're so caught up in their own head. So, so she said, Elizabeth, be the person who goes and shakes someone's hand first and you say hello because you have that power to create that connection. And I just took that and ran with it about 12 years ago when I started turning my life around and uh, stepping into my full magic. Outside your shop, do people in your community know that you're a witch? Absolutely. I, I really think so. I think that um, I'm one of 
few women in the area who are completely covered in tattoos and uh, wear, you know, whatever, whatever the hell I want. <laughs> you know, if I want to wear a cape or a witch hat, I'll, I'll do it. I'm not afraid to express myself in that way. But also I, I love fashion. That's been a way that I've expressed myself since I was probably 12 years old, um, because there's so much inside me that I feel like I can't contain it. Um, I have a lot of intensity in my um, energy. And so now that I found this direction to place it, it's like I'm on fire in this like beautiful way that I need to kind of work to, um, to balance out. Right. So I can continue this journey and have that longevity. Um, I do think that people notice me here more when I lived in Seattle, I was just, you know, everybody, we all looked like this out there, but, but here it was like, I'll turn some heads for sure. I don't know if they would actually call me a witch unless they knew that I owned the Empress, which a lot of people do at this point. Well, people notice you because you're very attractive also. Well, thank you. <laughs> you know, what's so funny is like some bringing in some past life energy of, you know, it's interesting. They, they used to say that witches were, were ugly and they were like these old hags. Right. And it's like, that's what they want us to believe. But a witch can show up as as anyone, male, female, beautiful, you know, anything that you can imagine. It's actually more about the power and the frequency that you hold. And I think that what I draw in an attention that I'm confident and I'm able to to make my own dreams come true. And I think that that's sometimes what sets... Um, me aside energetically and people notice because they see that I have this passion paired with, with a, a goal and a life dream. I'm feeling unstoppable. And you know, if you feel unstoppable, you are unstoppable. Absolutely. In New Braunfels, there are a lot of Christians. Do people assume that you're a Christian as well? I think so. I think that people kind of assume that everyone's like them around here. And I'm generalizing a bit. I think there's been a lot of fresh energy coming into this town and things are changing and there's more diversity. One experience I had was my doctor. <laughs> so he, he kind of assumed that I might be Christian or was mentioning, um, he, he asked, right? Because he knows that a lot of people in this area are. And so I said, well, actually I'm a witch. And he, he actually like smiled. He, he, he was younger and he thought that that was interesting. And so I ended up telling him about the shop and we, we host these big artisan markets, um, in the backyard of the shop. We have this beautiful, magical backyard and we fill it up with artisans and witches and mystics and tarot readers. And so I told him about our next event and he showed up with his family and they enjoyed it and they showed up in costume. I mean, cause a lot of times we dress up, you know, it doesn't even matter what kind of festival it is. People just want to fully express themselves in the truest form. And so that was really a beautiful experience to, to just like see different types of people coming together for a common purpose of community, of um, making a shift in this area of we're all changing the frequency every time we step outside of our comfort zone. And that's what I love to see. I watch relationships inside this shop blossom 
people come in as their couples and this is what they bond over. This is how they're working on their relationship. They want to find stones that will help bring them closer together. I watch mothers and daughters come here together and dive into their craft and their practice at home and come in and show me that the projects that they're working on, the things that they're building together. And I put on a good front that (laughs) I'm like, oh, that's so beautiful. But it's like, at the end of the day, the gratitude hits me and I just like tear up. I I can't even believe it. And I know that I'm a, I'm a vessel for, for this manifesting, but I can't take any credit for this because these people called this in and they're showing up for it fully. And that's how they're making a change in their lives. Your shop has even grown in the time that you first opened it. It has. Yeah. You said you were in your first shop for a year. What happened after that year? So, um, so basically once again, the universe decided for me that I was going to uh, grow and, uh, there were a lot of changes made in that first year. And it was, um, so I went from only selling crystals to selling all sorts of things. We have tarot decks, we have Oracle, we have books, we have, um, an apothecary line, a jewelry line, just all sorts of treasures we were busting at the seams of this tiny place. It was honestly probably a little over 500 square feet. And so this lady the other day said, well, why didn't you just start here at the the current shop I'm at? And I said, you know, I I wasn't ready, you know? And also um, this journey is self-funded. I started the business with $700 and just continued to funnel every dime back into the business. And so um, I will, was actually really stressed out uh, about this time last year because I found out that I would no longer be able to stay in my current space. And I thought, well, where, where's the witch shop going to go? Are they pushing the witch shop out of New Braunfels? And uh, the universe didn't let that happen. So I ended up meeting a woman who said that her mom she owned the building two doors down and that it was available. And so I, within two days, what basically had a deal with this woman that I was going to move in here, but they were doing some renovations. So I had to wait last December, packed up the shop, moved it two doors down. (laughs) Within six days, we reopened in the new location that is um, 1200 square feet and absolutely beautiful. It's a historical home. Same family has owned it since it was built a hundred years ago. And the energy in this home was made for this. If I could have started wherever I wanted, this would have been the vision that I had. And this was the vision I had because I used to walk the streets of New Braunfels downtown and work on my manifesting and say, that's a kind of home that I'd love to open my store in. I want to have this porch. I want to have this yard. And I would just walk the streets. And this was about three years ago. And uh, when I actually had free time on my hands and I would just go out and kind of set intentions for what I wanted my store to look like. And, um, and it is manifested now. And since we've moved, we have grown an, in awareness. People are finding out about the shop and coming to check it out. And the community is growing. And it's a beautiful thing to be a part of. It is a beautiful thing to be a part of. You have a beautiful shop. Thank you. I recently went to another witch shop in another town about an hour away from you. And I was disappointed because it was a long drive and it wasn't as spectacular as your shop. And I'm like, oh, I need to go back to New Braunfels. Oh, 
Well, sometimes we have to go seek outside of our area to find that we're actually in the right place. I, I mean, I think that there's a, there's a t- so many different types of witches out there and that every shop has a purpose and that's every shop is some witch's dream come true. And, um, and so it's, it's really amazing. I love going into other witchy shops just to be around other like-minded people. And also the energy of like, wow, I know how much work goes into building this and creating this. And it's not always exactly how we want it to be because there's only so many hours and so much energy that we have in one day. A few minutes ago, you mentioned you have artisan markets. Tell us about the artisan markets you have outside in your beautiful backyard. Yes, I would love to. This is like really a, such a joyful thing for me, although it, there's a lot of work that goes into it. But the day of is always like the payoff, right? Because everybody comes together and it's just beautiful. So like I said, I was doing so many artisan markets and, you know, it was really cool because um, I was not creating the crystals, right? I was curating them and I would, um, I traveled to gem shows across the U S and I handpick every stone that I sell. And, uh, so then I would come and put these displays together. And so I was able to sell at these markets. And so I learned a lot about them during that time and like what works well. And, um, I met a lot of vendors, a lot of amazing people. And so I, when I had the space to start providing that experience here, I was able to curate these markets. And so we do vendor calls and we get so many inquiries that we can't even host everyone. And we, we were able to accommodate about 35 people coming in. And so they're, they're artists, they're creatives, they're, um, you know, tarot readers, they're mediums, people like yourself, you know, book signings. And so we, we also get a coffee truck out front. We have snow cones. I mean, it's like the energy is like, kind of like a renaissance festival to me because people are just like living in their inner child (laughs) they're they're expressing themselves it's fun we we always have a giveaway something that we give to the first couple hundred people that show up and people are excited about that and so it just like brings this joy to people and they bring their children and it's just like Bringing the community together is like this beautiful offering of like, look how much magic we can make when we are all together. I was one of the vendors at your last artisan market. And I remember I had set up my table and it wasn't starting yet. And there was a farmer's market down the street at the same time. And there is a witch that is at the farmer's market. So I wanted to buy some products from her that I had run out of. So I left your market. I was wearing a large witch hat and I went down to the farmer's market. And when I was leaving, one of the vendors said, you're brave going out there with that witch hat. And I said, I really don't care. I went to the farmer's market and people stopped me and asked me where I got my hat or they'd say how beautiful it was. I mean, it was very well received. That's amazing. So I love uh, Paula, who owns the Green Witch Apothecary there. She, we, we band together if we need backup. I also go there to buy my, my face products and support her business. And she's been there for 10 years. And I last time I saw her was just this past Saturday. And I said, thank you for paving the way for us. Because she really was one of the first people to be out as a witch in New Braunfels. And how beautiful is that? Because 
you know, she, she has helping open minds up. And, you know, I look to her as someone like a mentor of, wow, like we can make this happen here. You know, there's hope. So, um, so I love that you have that experience. And I also love the confidence that you were able to walk around so many people in such a conservative area. It really is a wonderful farmer's market too. It is. When did you first discover that you're a witch? Honestly, I really think I knew when I was a little girl. I think that um, my intuition is very strong. And like I said, I didn't really use that word. I said I, I studied the Salem witch trials, you know, when I was young. And, and I think that I kind of like, in a way, hoped that I was a witch or like didn't know about past lives, but felt like there was something within me that was a piece of that. So my intuition was so heightened that it scared my mother. <laughs> and, um, and so I, I had to learn at a young age to, um, to shut that out. I was often told no, and you're wrong and, um, made fun of and, um, by, by my siblings, you know, it was a, not a supportive household to be free about my spiritual gifts. And so I, I tried to shut them out and I started actually drinking alcohol when I was about 14 and, um, developed a, um, addiction to alcohol. And I, when I was 26 years old, woke up one day and there was that intuition telling me this is blocking you from living a joyful life. And, um, I put myself into a recovery program and, and have been sober for over 12 years at this point. And it's all part of my journey of my knowing and my coming into my power. And, and yes, I believe that um, people who struggle with addiction actually have these gifts that they're hiding from the world. It actually it makes me sad right now because I feel like I lost some time. And I'm trying to regain it. I'm trying to catch up and I want to do it all. And I want to, I want to share my magic, but mostly I want people to embrace theirs. But you know, you probably wouldn't be where you are now if you did not become addicted to alcohol and had your awakening. I absolutely 100% agree with that. Every step along the way led me here. The mentors that I had in recovery, the woman who taught me about law of attraction. And then I realized that we're all using the law of attraction. No matter if you believe it or not, it's the same as the law of gravity. And we can focus our energy in the direction that we want to attract. And that's the power. And then I started realizing that all the spiritual practices that I'd learned about all tied in together. There were so many similarities. And so really my first part of my spiritual journey was yoga. I've been doing yoga for 18 years, practicing on my own or with groups. And then I started you know, law of attraction. And then it was like, um, the witchcraft really came in since I moved to Texas. And I started studying herbalism and decided not to go that path completely, but knew enough about it to start using it in my own household. And then I realized that my true love has always been crystals. I've been working with them since for over 30 years, but for so long, I didn't know their power. And I think that they were actually supporting me 
when my family didn't know how to. Um, I think that they were there for me. A labradorite was my favorite crystal growing up. And so I think that that was actually part of my spiritual awakening too, but it was also a protection stone to help me to get me to where I am now. Because there are so many times where I could have given up and I could have gone the other way. And I'm so immensely grateful for the way that my path did turn out um, to, to kind of like reveal my vulnerability, my inner true self, and also make me fearless because um, I got to a point where it was like, I have nothing to lose. Why not just go for it? And so here I am. How can people find you on social media? Because I do have to tell the listeners, you have some fabulous videos on Instagram. Oh, thank you. I have so much fun making those videos. Um, I honestly, I'm a very shy, more introverted person and people do not believe me when I tell them that. Um, it's the business that, that makes me use my voice. And I think that that's part of the plan to, um, to use my voice and, um, have a reason to do it. My social media account. So I have one for alter space crystal, and then I have the Empress NBTX. And so that's going to be all the shop happenings. Um, my Alter Space page, I do have a lot more fun, like just doing random, like uh, witchy tips and um, talking about crystals. And my stories are going to be just whatever comes up in the day. A lot of, lot of animals. I have two little black cats that I've just adopted that are adorable and people are loving seeing. And then I also have a TikTok and that one is just altar space. And it is A-L-T-A-R, just like you would set up your crystals on your altar. And I'd love to connect with more people there. And the Empress MBTX, if you're local, definitely check out because we do lots of activities at the shop. We probably do, I don't know, seven to 10 a month. And um, the big artisan markets are more rare because of the Texas heat. So we're going to be doing those about twice a year. But those are great. The next one is October 7th. It's a Saturday. And that one is going to be fantastic because everyone's going to dress up in costume and it'll be such a great day. And you don't have to be in the New Braunfels area to go to it. It's worth the drive. If you're anywhere in Absolutely. Oklahoma or Louisiana, just come on out. Oh, yes. We'd love to be the reason that you came in. We definitely, people like tell us if you're coming in from out of town, we'd love to chat with you and show you around the shop and tell you other places you can go in town to enjoy your visit um, we would absolutely love that. We are also going to do a practical magic movie night in the backyard on October 13th. It's Friday the 13th. So that's going to be another fun thing that we're doing this fall. Hopefully the weather will cool off a little bit. And I do also have a website and that is alter space crystals, plural.com. And that's a great way too to see what we offer in the shop and there's some curated crystal sets on there, but there's also a way to sign up for a uh, virtual crystal consultation with me and I email you and we set it up and then we can go through the shop together and you is basically how I can pull in my life coach training and also my use my spiritual gifts, but also help pair you with crystals that are best for where you're at on your journey today. I will put all those links in the episode notes. So people don't have to remember them. Just look in the notes of wherever you're listening to your podcast episode. 
Is there anything else you would like to say before we sign off? I think just stay magical, stay in your power and just know who you are. And I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to talk with you today. And I hope that someone connects uh, from this, listening to this. Absolutely. Many will probably resonate with this episode. Thank you, Elizabeth, for being a guest. So wonderful. Thank you so much, Theodora. Thank you for joining us for Witch Casting with Theodora Pendragon. Have a burning question or have a topic you'd love Theodora and her guests to discuss on the show? Contact her through Instagram at Theodora Pendragon. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. And help us spread the word by leaving us a rating and review and sharing it with your friends. See you next time and may your magic always shine. Thank you.